Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to the NRL Rewind season predictions podcast. We've gone through all 16 teams, we've analysed where I think they'll finish on the ladder, their predicted starting 17, where I think they'll finish, how they, where their weaknesses, their strengths. So I just wanted to kind of come back here, re-go through the ladder, set it up before the season starts tonight. So you can kind of track how it is throughout the season, where I've got it right, where I've got it wrong, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of. We'll kind of go through, we'll look at the minor premier, best attack, worst defense, all these type of things, the all the awards, the Dally M, the Golden Boot, the top point scorer. So we'll just run through here. And again, this will be, we'll kind of, we'll save this, we'll track it maybe halfway through the season. We can see how we've gone, maybe recalibrate it. Uh, for the second half of the season and then at the end of the season we can come back here kind of do some ticks and crosses of where we went right where we went wrong and as we cycle in some of the boys on throughout the season uh, they'll be able to have a look at these and see see how we're going so first of all let's go through the ladder so I think again we kind of went through them individually in the team uh, podcast but now we'll just we'll set it out here so we can kind of track it so we'll start from the bottom I had the West Tigers getting the wooden spoon. I had the North Queensland Cowboys in 15th. had the Brisbane Broncos in 14th. had the Cronulla Sharks at 13. The Canterbury Bulldogs at 12. The St. George Illawarra Dragons at 11. The New Zealand Warriors at 10. The Newcastle Knights just missing the finals in 9th. The top 8. I had the Manly Warringah Seagulls at 8. had the Gold Coast Titans at 7. The Parramatta Eels at 6. The Canberra Raiders at 5. The South Sydney Rabbitohs and number four, the Sydney Roosters number three, the Panthers number two, and the Melbourne Storm number one. So this is how I think they'll finish at the end of the season. So basically what I'm saying here is the Melbourne Storm are going to be the Premiers this season. I think the Storm will go back to back. I think the, the minor Premiers this year will be the Panthers. So I'm predicting a, a rematch of last year's Grand Final, the Melbourne Storm versus the Panthers. Panthers. I believe they will beat the Roosters and the Rabbits in a prelim. So again, Tigers wooden spoon, the Penrith Panthers, the minor premiers, and the Melbourne Storm going back-to-back premiers once again. Just going through some of these again, uh, just to let you know the confidence levels, I'm all in the Melbourne Storm going back-to-back. I think the Panthers all in going for the minor premiership. Some of the movers and shakers there, I could see some movement. Obviously, the one that I, as soon as I look at this on a, on my notepad here, the Manly Seagulls at eight is a big risk. Um, I did kind of factor that in before the Tommy Turbo injury. Now it's only four rounds, so hopefully Tommy can come back and play really well. So got them in at eighth, but again, if this is another injury affected season for Tom Travojevic, then you know the downfall might turn, and all of a sudden that eight is now maybe looking at 13, 14, 15. But again, we'll stick them in there. The Knights at number nine. Uh, again, if they click, if Ponga comes back and turns turns on the attack. Uh, but for me, the two in the there's normally a couple of teams you need to drop out of the eight every year. Uh, for me, even though it hurts me and pains me to say it, the Parramatta Eels, my team, I've got them in at six at the moment. But again, I can see the Eels really. Uh, unperf- not really performing very well at all. I could see them, you know, finishing that 11 to 13 range if it's if the season goes pear shape. So 
that could be one really to, to monitor. Um, obviously not hoping for that. That's my team. So, And then the other team that I've got really low is the Sharks. Obviously, this is the, the Sean, if Sean Johnson was playing from round one, I would have them a lot higher than where I have them. Uh, but again, it's just an Achilles injury. He's their best player. So for me, just want to see how they go. Um, and if he does come back, you know, around five to six and, you know, looks 90% of the Sean Johnson that we once saw, then, you know, again, they might take their eel spot at six. So it, it can easily chop and change. Now, the two that really, you know, I'm, I'm listening to all the podcasts, you know, the SC Talk, uh, the Three Wise Draftmen, uh, NRL Boom Rookies, all, 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 the, all the pods I do listen to. And the, the two that I seem to be way off on compared to most is the Cowboys and the Tigers. So I've got them last and second last, respectively. To me, again, uh, it's just, um, and we'll go through it in a bit here with some of the, where my best attack and worst attack, worst defense, um, I just got some question marks. So, again, that doesn't give me joy to give someone the spoon, but someone's got to get it. Uh, and again, we'll, we'll go through it in a sec, but I think yeah, these are the two teams I have the least amount of confidence in. All right, so that's the ladder. Let's go through just the predictions, um, and we'll just go through here. So first of all, again, the minor premiers, we've got the Penrith Panthers, and the premiers, we've got the Melbourne Storm. The best attack, who will have the best attacking record in the competition by the end of the season, I think it will be the Panthers. I think there's going to be points galore for this team. You've got, you know, you've replaced a Josh Mansour for a Charlie Staines, you know, just all that attack at all times. Still one of the better forward packs in the comp, even though they've lost a couple of players. I think the attack for them is not an issue. Jerome Luai getting more and more comfortable in that in that role. Uh, Paul Morowski coming over and playing centre. You know, it's just I, I don't see them losing a beat with their with their attack. Best defense got the Sydney Roosters. Just such a professional team. A Trent Robinson team. You know, really good defense. Really good. Uh, we saw last year. You know when the the six again rule in the ruck, you know, they're a team that on second, third tackle, they don't mind giving it away to reset their line because they just have so much confidence uh, in their defense. So again, Panthers for the best attack, Roosters for the best defense. The worst attack in the comp, I'm giving it to the Cowboys. Todd Payton, you know, worked wonders for our Warriors team last year. I actually think that Warriors team had a bit more in that roster had a bit more flair and a bit more something about them versus Cowboys team. The back line doesn't really give me much hope and that forward pack I think can get rolled over quite easily. So I do think it's going to be a bit of a, a challenge for a Michael Morgan coming back from injury um, to really try and lay on a platform. Um, not No real confidence in Scott Drinkwater. And I think Drinkwater's a great player, but just I don't know if they're playing him out of position or they're giving him too much of a responsibility early on. But I, I do have questions, Mark, about the attack there. And the worst defense, they've got the Tigers. To me, the Tigers scoring points is not the issue, I think. You know, as we you look at that team, you know, a James Roberts, a BJ Leilua, a Lucy Leilua. Like, you know, there's attacking flair all over the park. But for me, it's going to be, against some of these better teams, I think they can really get towered up in terms of their defense. Um, you know, some of the defensive liabilities uh, in that side. Uh, so that that's really why I have got them getting the spoon, I think. You know, they can, they can do some attacking but they'll be, they'll be leaking too many tries um, to really get off the bottom of the ladder there. Dalium is next. Cameron Munster. I've said it through a couple of podcasts now, you know, the Storm, 
couple of Supercoach ones. To me, no Cameron Smith. He's going to be the vocal point of this attack. It's one of the best rosters in the comp. And you saw in that State of Origin series last year, he, he's got the ability to take it to another level. So for me, Cameron Munster, his running game, he's getting a lot smarter with his kicking game. He just he pops up all the time, you know. Support plays there. He's just one of the more complete players in the comp now. And, you know, he's had a couple of years, came in under Cooper uh, Cronk in the halves. He's had Cameron Smith there guiding him around, teaching him how to do it. Now you've got a guy like Ryan Pappenhausen out the back. It's just, I think it's all there, you know. He's just got so much ability. And this is going to be the season. I think everyone really takes a note and he's going to win the Dalian medal. The Clive Churchill medalist, I've got Ryan Pappenhausen. Now again, Cam must still be the Dalian, but he's going to feed someone. And I think Ryan Pappenhausen this year is in for a monster season. The way a Harry Grant and a Brandon Smith can dart out of the out of the play of the ball a bit better than obviously Cameron Smith, uh, his advantage had a different skill set at hooker, but I just think it's going to suit Pappenhausen to a T. He's going to get his hands on the ball. One of these guys that you know, he's like a Tedesco, you know, second or third tackle around the middle of the field. He will take the dummy half run and get to fifteen meters here and there. Maybe get a, tackle, a couple of tackle breaks. He'll break the line. So I think Pappenhausen. You saw in last year's grand final. That attacking play off the scrum, you know, he's just got that instinct. He's got that game-breaking ability. And in a big game, he's going to get that Clive Churchill medalist. <clears throat> Golden boot, got Cameron Munster. Uh, again, I think he's just going to be one of those players that's going to be, you know, he'll be in the Queensland side, he'll be in the Australia side. He's going to win, I believe, the Daly M for his club and win them a premiership. He's going to be the best player in the comp, you know. I do, don't say that lightly because obviously James Desco there, and I think you're talking just an individual attacking brilliance I think Tedesco is there but in terms of all the accolades that he'll get through the season I think he just can't go past Cameron Munster this year top point scorer I've got Nathan Cleary from the Panthers uh, like I said they're going to have the best attack so he's going to be kicking a lot of goals and he does sniff out a try he, it's one of the more underrated things about um, Nathan Cleary's game you know he's a great support player he's always pops up around the field and he's got a very nice uh, running game uh, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like I don't want it to be like an Adam Reynolds situation where Reynolds just once every couple of you know once every couple of seasons he'll turn on for a couple of games but to me I think Cleary has got to be like a Jerome Lua he's got to get his hands on the ball and you know take the line on because I think that's when you know if he wants to go to another level I think that's the last piece you know he's got one of the better kicking games in the comp better passing games just needs to nail down and get that running game really to get that defense on the back foot Top try scorer this year. It's a tough one, but I'm going to give it to Stephen Crichton from the Panthers. Again, the best attack in the comp, I believe it's going to be. And he's just one of those guys I love. He gets his hands on the ball and he just makes things happen. So, who else did I have in contention here? Brett Morris from the Roosters. I think if BMOS can stay fit, we saw last year, he can get, get over the stripe. Brian Kelly from the Titans is another one. Obviously, uh, a lot of hype around the Titans this year, but if they do start strong, I do believe Brian Kelly will be amongst it for the try scorers. And then if you throw in a Smokey out there of who potentially can really um, sneak under the radar and just, you know, bag a couple of tries here and there, then can maybe get a, a two or three in a couple of rounds to really elevate them up the ladder. When, when, when you're looking down to see who, who would be, like, the most value in terms of... Um, Score scoring tries. Look, I'm going to go Blake Ferguson. Now again, might be a bit of a homer pick, but last year only scored the two tries. 
but I do think he's going to be seeing a lot more ball. Now, the ball did find Michael Jennings a lot last year, and, you know, rightfully so. He was a great player. No no Michael Jennings. And Tom Opacek is more of a defensive center on the other side of the field. It will not surprise me if they do go towards Wonga Blake and Blake Ferguson. And Fergo, there was a couple of times last year where the ball just went out or he got stopped at the line. I think this year... He, now, I don't think he's going to be, but, you know, at the end of the season, if he's in the top five, it's not going to surprise me at all because, again, when you just look at this parameter lineup, they've switched uh, Madison and Lane on either side. It's just a couple of things that they've done to really around the other side of the field. So, uh, Blake Ferguson's a bit of a smoky for a top five finish in the top try scorers, but we're going to go Stephen Crichton, and we're going to put a number on it. I'm going to say 19. I think I don't think he'll crack the 20. I think, you know, Totter's on the outside of him. He might give a couple to Totter. But let's go 19 tries for Stephen Crichton as the top try scorer, followed closely by BMOZ. Okay, this one is not one that I really want to do, but I think it's one to mention. Number of coaches not to finish the season with their club. So basically, who, which, which uh, coaches are on the firing line. So I've got two here, but I've got a possible third. So I've got John Morris and Michael Maguire. Now, obviously, John Morris... Uh, with the the Shane Flanagan rumors that he might be coming back to the club and being the head coach, so that if you know they start slow and Sean Johnson doesn't come back straight away or comes back lacking a bit of form, I could definitely see a move there. And the other one's Michael Maguire, and that pains me to say because I am a Michael Maguire fan, but again, if I think the Tigers are getting the spoon, he's had a couple of years to really put his stamp on this team. If it doesn't happen this year and they do have a really poor season, I could see a change there. And again, not being at home, but if the Parramatta Eels don't make the finals, I think this is a make-or-break season for Brad Arthur, who I think has done an amazing job with his side uh, from where they were prior to him taking over. But if they if they do have a bad season, I do think this is a finals or bust season for the Parramatta Eels. So uh, BA uh, may be on this list, but I'm definitely going to say two at this stage, uh, potentially three. Comeback player of the year, I'm going to go Jack Bird. Uh, if you heard in my Dragons podcast, I am optimistic now watching the last trial, the Charity Shield. They did get towed up by the Rabbits, um, but again, it's a trial, so I'm not going to overreact too much. Jack Bird's one of those guys who started in the centres, I do think, by maybe round six, seven, eight. Once he's got his legs under him, he will move into that lock or second row position where I think he's going to be more suited, get his hands on the ball a bit more, can roam around a bit. And I think he will have a great a great impact to that Dragon side. Something that they've lacked since Jack DeBellin's been out of the side. Um, a secondary ball player in the middle of the field who can get his hands on the ball and do a lot of work. Uh, so I do think Jack Bird's going to be the comeback player of the year. The State of Origin winner this season, I think it will be Queensland. You saw with that ragtag group, um, they were able to get across the line and get the win. Um, they're only get better this season, so Queensland. And the Wally, the Wally Lewis medalist, Caelan Ponga. Uh, could have gone Cameron Munster here but I think Ponga who did miss the season last year will come back with a vengeance uh, and again he's had all his time off with his shot uh, from his shoulder surgery he'll be raring to go I believe so put on that Maroons jersey he's going to have a huge season and that will do it for the preview the predictions guys uh, again we'll, we'll check in with these as we go through the season and we'll be able to recalibrate these throughout the season see how we're going and if we need to make any changes but this is where I think just a very overall thing of who will be the best, who will be the worst in certain areas, some of the key award winners. Um, and again, I'm just so excited for the footy guys. It's back tonight. 
uh, Melbourne versus the Rabbits. And again, we've got some great games this week. Uh, we'll have one podcast on Monday as a bit of a reaction to the round. Also going to squeeze in a quick uh, Cameron Smith pod. Obviously, he did retire. Uh, and just wanted to kind of get, get some thoughts and some quick reactions to Cam Smith no longer being in the game. Probably the best player of all time. So just wanted to dedicate a quick little pod to to Cam, go through some numbers for his career and kind of where he stacks up in terms of players in history, not just in the NRL, but in all sports in Australia and around the world. I think it's a good conversation to have, especially now that he has announced his retirement there. So thanks for listening, guys. Again, we'll hear from you after round one. After all eight games are done, we'll come back, we'll talk through them. Um, And again, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We're over 1,500 downloads, which is amazing, uh, at the NRL Rewind at Facebook and Instagram. So please give us a follow, give us a like. Uh, Shoot through a message if you want to talk through any topics or any players, storylines that you're interested in. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.